Hello and welcome to Main Menu for the week of August 31st through September 6th, 2012. I'm Chase Crispin, the executive producer of Main Menu. I'm here to host the program this week while David Tanner is on vacation. David will be back hosting Main Menu next week. On this week's edition of Main Menu, we begin by hearing the first in a three-part tutorial from Paul Warner of VICT Consultancy. Paul demonstrates how to use the OB 2.0 software to create daisy books that can be played on many portable digital talking book players. Then, Jamie Pauls from the Serotalk Podcast Network at www.serotalk.com interviews a representative from the National Braille Press, or NBP, about some of their new books and products that are now available. This interview took place at the ACB 2012 convention in Louisville, Kentucky. Then, David Woodbridge from Vision Australia tells us about how to read and write documents to iCloud using the text edit application and voiceover in Mountain Lion. Jamie Pauls from the Serotalk Podcast Network at serotalk.com will then return with another interview from ACB 2012. This one is an interview with Dolphin Computer Access about some updates and new products that they will be soon releasing, including a major update to their Dolphin Guide product. Finally, Shane Davidson continues his interview and demo of the Swamp Audio game which we have been talking about for the last few weeks. That's all coming up on this week's edition of ACB Radio Mainstream's Main Menu, and if you have any feedback or suggestions, please get in touch with us by finding our contact information on our webpage at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Welcome to Victor Reader. A History of Modern Britain by Andrew Marr. Well, there's nothing like it when you're out and about and you want to read a book. I read my very first talking book back in 1974. My goodness, that was a different experience from using a Victor Reader stream or the other kind of players that are available today. But if you do read talking books, then it's very likely that you've read at least one DAISY title and you'll be familiar with the kind of navigation that the DAISY format offers you, different levels and subsections and so on. But what if you want to create your own DAISY books, particularly if you're a student or someone who has hours of recorded lectures or other material and you just want to format it in the same kind of way that Daisy does. Well, there's software out there where you can do just that, but it tends to be quite expensive. But this podcast is about a Daisy authoring tool for Windows released in October 2011, which is almost 100% accessible, but the best news is it's 100% free. VICT Consultancy, OB 2.0. Hello everyone, this is Paul Warner of VICT Consultancy. What follows is a demonstration of some of the key features of OB 2.0 and not a complete tutorial. Now, that's OB, O, B for Bravo, I, 
and not O V for Victori, OV, which is, of course, related to applications for the Nokia phones. OB2.0 is produced by the DAISY Consortium, and you can find more information about them and uh, where to get OB2.0 at my own website at www.vict-consultancy.co.uk. What I'm going to do in this demonstration is to create a DAISY book from some files which are already on my computer, and then I'll test the results in my Victor Reader stream. I'll then go into a bit more detail about OB2.0 and I'll show you how to record audio directly into the software. User interface. I'll be using NVDA as my screen reader for the purposes of this demonstration. I won't be saying too much about keystrokes for NVDA or JAWS or other screen readers because I'll be focusing more on keystrokes particular to OB 2.0. The DAISY Consortium has said that OB is fully accessible. It has in fact been designed with screen readers in mind, but I have found a little problem with JAWS. I've been running JAWS 13 with this program and I find that it isn't so responsive, particularly in certain views. And uh, this is the main reason I'm using NVDA for the purposes of this demonstration, because it seems to, to read out far more information than JAWS does. So let's uh, fire up Obi and see what we get. I'm on my desktop at the moment, so I'll just check to see where we are. Obi to point zero list item focused selected 20 of 46. That's the one, I'll just press enter. Welcome to Obi. Create a new project button, all 10. Now, instead of going straight to the application, you get a kind of window here with a number of choices, and the first one is... Create a new project button, focus tool, N. I'll tap to the next button. Create a new project from input button, alt, I. Open an existing project button, alt, O. Open last project button, alt, L. Open OB with no project button, alt, E. View the manual button, alt, M. Create a new project button, alt, N. Right, we want to create a new project, so I'll press enter on that. Unknown. Create a new project. Title edit alt T. Selected and titled OB project. Okay, so it invites me to give a name for the new project, and I'm just going to call this My First Dizzy Book. As cheesy as that. Selection removed. Title edit focus alt T. My First Dizzy Book. Automatically create a title section with this title checkbox checked all day. Now, this uh, by default is checked. Um, you can't have a daisy book without any sections, so there is an assumption when you create a new project that uh, daisy will automatically add your first section uh, for your daisy book and use the same title as as the the project itself. In this case, I'm not going to have a section created automatically, so I'll uncheck this. Not checked. ID, edit all tie, selected 767A9D38-7D94-413D8565F14A634A451A. Now that's a number that's easy to remember, isn't it? Now that, I think, is a, the kind of DAISY equivalent of an ISBN number. I may be wrong, but uh, it's a, certainly a unique identifier. And if you're not happy with that... I don't see why you shouldn't be, but... Generate button, Alt-G. The next button down is the Generate button, and you can generate a new one. Um, I personally won't ever see myself having to change that. 
Location Edit All Tell. Selected C. Documents and Settings in My Documents. My first Daisy Book Project OB. Right, the next control down is an edit box where you can put in the path of where you want uh, the new project to be stored. I've got it in my documents since uh, uh, you probably have gathered I'm using Windows XP here. Select button Alt-S. OK button Auto. I'm just going to press OK. Unknown. My first Daisy Book C. Documents and settings in my documents. My first Daisy Book Project OBOB. Review. Right, and... Uh, I've landed in a tree view there, and that's where the structure of the Daisy Book is going to be listed. If I down arrow in the tree view, uh, of course, NVD is silent because there's nothing there. So I'm going to create um, my first section, and I'll just call this first section. How do you do that? Well, let's go to the menus. File Alt F. Edit Alt T. View Alt V. Sections Alt S. It's got to be in there, so I'll down arrow. Add section, control H, A. Add section, and uh, it tells me that the shortcut for that is control H. So I'll be doing that next time. Review, edit, selected, untitled section. So the default name for it is untitled, and it's uh, editable at the moment, so I'll just call it... Selection removed. First Earth. section. Level zero, first section one of one. Okay. So the tree view has now got first section and it has said it's at level zero. Now, those of you familiar with DAISY will know that the highest level, the top level in a DAISY book is at level one down to level six, whereas NVDA is reporting the, the standard tree view level because in an HTML tree view, the top level is actually zero. So that when you are using OB 2.0 and going to up and down your tree view looking at your sections and subsections, you're going to have to remember to mentally add a 1 to the numbers that are being reported. By the way, one of the main reasons I'm using NVDA is because JAWS, JAWS 13 even, uh, does not actually report the level of the section in, in the tree view Adobe. I don't know why that is. Uh, it, may, it may work on your system, but it certainly doesn't work in mine. But NVDA at least gives accurate information. Obi has a traditional menu bar. We've already been along to the sections menu, but I'll tour through the menus again just to, to show you what it's like. So I'll press Alt. File Alt F. Edit Alt T. View Alt V. Sections Alt S. Phrases Alt P. Transport all day. Tools Alt T. Help Alt H. File Alt F. Back to file again. So pretty standard there. The tree view itself is part of the main working area, if you like, within OB 2.0. And uh, the other part, which you'll be going to all the time, is the contents view. So the tree view gives you a table of contents of the structure of your daisy book. Um, but the contents view is where the audio is going to go and you get between the table of contents and the contents view by pressing F6. I'm going to do that now. First section empty, depth one. Okay, so NVDA reports that the first section, uh, which, which we've called first section at the moment, is empty. And if I press F6 again... Tree view, first section one of one level zero. It goes back to the tree view. So in that way, it uses F6 in the same way that an HTML 
help uh, system would do with the contents on the left and the main window on the right. Now, as you work through a project, you will find out that some of the commands available from the menus or by shortcuts are not available uh, depending on which view you're in. Um, so some commands won't be available in the tree view and others won't be available in the contents view, but uh, we'll come across this as we create our daisy book. Importing audio. Now I'm in the tree view of the table of contents. I'm going to import uh, an audio file which already is on uh, my computer. And you do need to have a section to import an audio file into. Now I've got my first section in this tree view, but you can't import audio while the focus is in the tree view. For this, you have to go to the contents view by pressing F6, which I'll do now. First section empty, depth one. Okay. Now the command to import audio is in rather a strange place in OB. Most of the audio software that I've worked with before tends to put the import audio file command in the file menu but uh, Obi has chosen to put it into the phrases menu. So let's go there and find the command. File Alt F. Edit Alt View Alt V. Sections Alt F. Phrases Alt P. Add blank phrase. Add empty pages. Import audio files. Control I I. And it's telling me that the shortcut for the future is Control I. But I'll just press Enter. Open dialog file name. File name. Combo box collapsed. Edit Alt N. Blank. Okay, now we've got a standard uh, Windows dialog box to open the file. Now the files I'll be using f to create this daisy book um, are actually podcasts that I've downloaded from a great site called Blind Cool Tech, and you'll find information about that site on my own website too. Now the first podcast I'll be looking for is, is quite a f uh, an amusing one uh, about a uh, a podcast streaming service called Podbeam. So I'll uh, shift tab to the list of uh, files here. Folder view list. Blind Google tech. Folder view list. BCT 1400 and BCT 1435. Podbeam and podcast service MP3 3 of 28. BCT 1435. Podbeam and podcast service MP3 list. Item focused selected 3 of 28. That's the one we want. So I'll press enter. Me Cancel button, Alt-C. Now the import um, process has started. Um, I'm going to check out the dialog to see what the status is. Cancel. Cancel. There's the cancel button. Stop. Cancel. Progress bar zero read only. Now, this is something which Obi needs to correct. Um, this particular dialog is not that accessible at all. Normally what you would get in a, a process which takes a long time is a, an increasing percentage readout of what's happening or and or a progress bar which um, updates. Um, here I don't know what's happening. Obviously there's some kind of visual clue but it's not passing the information to NVDA and I found that, that uh, JAWS is similarly dumb when this dialog uh, comes up. So um, I have to warn you that the process of importing a file, which could, you know, say it's half an hour to an hour or whatever, can take about, um, oh, several minutes, seven, eight minutes. 
and you won't actually know that it is completed until eventually the the uh, so-called status dialogue goes away and is replaced by the next step. So I'm going to pause the recording at the moment and uh, we'll continue when, when that's been done. Import audio file settings. Create section for each audio file checkbox not checked. Okay, it's now finished uh, doing that and we now get a settings dialogue in relation to the file that we've just imported. Um, I'll just uh, do an insert tab to remind us of the first control here. Create section for each audio file checkbox focused not checked. We don't have to create different sections. We already have one section into which we will import this whole audio file and we'll split it up later. Sort files ascending checkbox checked. Sort files ascending. Uh, well, we don't need to consider that. It's checked at the moment, but uh, there is only one file being imported here. Split phrases on import checkbox not checked. Old S. For most of our purposes, we probably won't be needing phrase-level navigation, and so I don't want phrases to be created automatically when I import this file. So that's why I'm leaving this checkbox unchecked. Phrase size in minutes edit read only alt Z selected 10. OK button auto. I'll just press OK. Importing audio. Welcome to TFFP, the fun-filled and it started playing um, yes that's the beginning of the podcast I'll just press uh, insert tab to see where we are phrase 56 minutes 54 seconds unknown focused okay so it's a single phrase the file is 56 minutes long that's how long that podcast was um, if we hit insert and end to get the status bar here Status strip one paused phrase one of one fifty six minutes fifty four seconds first section. Right, we're in the first section. It's uh, reporting that accurately. I'm going to hit F six to go back to the tree view. Tree view first section. Welcome to Right, when I pressed F six there, the the audio started playing, and uh, of course when I finalize the importing of the audio, the audio started playing. This is because earlier I set up Obi to play audio as soon as I navigate to a new section or a new phrase. So I want to turn that feature off and given that it's to do with playing audio, I would expect that to be in the transport menu. File Alt F, Edit Alt, View Alt V, Sections Alt, Phrases Alt, Transport Alt F, Play P, Resume U, Stop Controls, Fast Play L, Preview V, Record R, Navigation N. Right, navigation, I'm going to press enter on that. Previous section, Alt Up S. And this is a sub-menu where you, uh, you can go to different parts of audio. Previous, previous, next phrase, next page, next section. Play on navigate, check 10. Play on navigate, that's the particular function here. It has been checked. So I'm going to press enter to uncheck that. Preview, first section, one of one, level zero. Right, so now when I go to different sections or different phrases, uh, the audio won't be playing automatically. First section tree view item focused selected one of one level zero. Now I'm back in the tree view and I'm going to read the status bar again to see what information we get while in the tree view. Status strip one selected section first section 3413.76s depth one, one phrase in TOC view. Okay. Uh, towards the end of that, it said there's one phrase. Obviously, if we had more than one phrase, uh, it would tell us there. So it gives us quite a bit of information. 
uh, depending on, on what part of the view that we're in. Now, at this point, I want to import uh, a second file, another podcast. But um, to do that, you first have to create a new section for that file to be imported into. And we're in the tree view. First section tree view item focused selected one of one level zero. Now I'm in the tree view and you'll remember that when I added a section to create first section, um, it said that the shortcut key for that is control H. So I'm going to try that again, just with uh, control H. Edit, selected untitled section. And again, it has added a, a section with untitled. So we're going to call this um, second section. Selection removed. Second section two of to level zero. Okay, now it's also level zero. It's the second of two items on the tree view. And if I up arrow, I should get... First section one of to level zero. First section. Now, it isn't really helpful calling it first section, second section, and so on. We know that the first section is about the Podbeam um, podcasting service. So um, at this point, I can change the name of a section, and you can do that by pressing F2. Edit. Selected first section. I'll just call it Podbeam. Selection. Podbeam 1 of to level 0. Second section 2 of Podbeam 1 of to level 0. Second section 2 of to level 0. Okay. The second podcast I will be importing is about a product called Blue Ant, which is a, a Bluetooth headset um, which you can use with mobile phones and computers. So in advance of importing that, I'm going to change the, the name of the second section to Blue Ant. Second section 2 of to level 0. By pressing F2. Edit. Selected sec- selection. Rem- Blue. Blue Ant 2 of to level 0. There we are. Now I'm going to press F6 to go to the contents view while the blue ant section is selected in the tree view. Blue ant empty, depth one. And NVDA reports that uh, that section is empty. At this point I can import the audio and uh, you may remember that the shortcut for that is control I. Open dialog file name, file name, combo box, folder view list. And I go down the list and try and find the, the podcast about blue ant. B- BCT 1400, BCT 1453 Blue Ant V1 Headset M. That's the one we want, so I'll press Enter. Miffer, cancel button, Alt C. And now we get that very unhelpful um, status dialogue, so I'm going to pause recording and we'll resume uh, once uh, we get to the settings dialogue. Import audio file settings. Create section for each audio file checkbox not checked. So we have the same import audio settings dialog as we had with the first section. And uh, we'll just go through this again. Sort files are sending checkbox checked. Split phrases on import checkbox not checked. Alt S. Phrase size in minute. OK button. Alt O. Press OK. My first daisy book C. Documents and settings are my documents. My first daisy book project OBOB. Phrase 8 minutes 56 seconds. Right. The audio, of course, didn't start playing automatically because, you remember, I turned off Play on Navigation uh, from the Transport menu. Um, so I'll press uh, F6. Preview, Blue Ant 2 of to level 0. And I can start playing the audio for the podcast that we've just imported. This is Chris Grabowski recording for the Mystic Place uh, podcast. And if I arrow up in the tree view... Podbeam 1 of to level 0. That's the first section. I'll play that one. 
Welcome. Uh, stop it and uh, come down again to blue ant. Do it to level zero. And start that one. This is Chris Grabowski recording. See, so it's very, very quick going between sections and playing audio. Playing audio in OB. Playing audio is very, very simple, and like most audio software, you use the space bar to start playing. Welcome to. Space bar then pauses the audio, so if I hit space again. The fun But if you want to stop the audio to get it to go back to the start of the section, you use control space. So I'll press space to play. And hello there, Control space. And then play again. Welcome to. So there we are. You can forward wind and rewind. Uh, let's press play. And you do that with control comma to rewind and control full stop to forward wind. And it goes through in audible sections rather than the kind of skipping that you would get in uh, Victor Reader or, or Winamp, for example. So let's do that. I'll press play first of all, and then I'll forward wind a bit. TFFP. Trenton Matthews. I think that's where he's from. You know, already did a learning about no, recommending TTP colon double slash. No, um, Anyway, it's gwena.podbean.com. So and I'll press rewind. Double slash bean.com. E-N-N-A, I cast at... Uh, thanks to Musa Menzino. Right, and that's it. Paused. In addition to forward wind and rewind, there's also the ability to play at various speeds using single keystrokes. F for going faster, S for going slower. And when you press either of these keys um, continuously, then it will speed up and slow down. I'll show you how that's done. So I'll press play. Bean. And I'm still and learning then I'll press about F a few times oh, to speed And up. thanks to Musa Menzino for recommending Podbean. And you can find her podcast. Now at this point... You will have heard that bump noise because we're in the tree view. I'll just check that we are by pressing insert tab. What beam tree view item focused selected one to level zero. And then I'll press F6 to go to the contents view where the main audio is. Phrase 56 minutes 54 seconds. Okay, and I'll press play. Cast at uh, HTTP and colon double slash GW ENNA, I think. No, GW ENA? Oi. <laughs> Um, anyway, it's gwena.podbean.com. That sounds so pretty strange, doesn't it? Double slash gwena.podbean.com. I'll press S to go back down again. But I, for some reason, can't remember the spelling. But, uh, let me quickly use the profiles dialog and slow down my jaws here so I can go through. That's the one thing I love about Jaws 10, even though I don't like... I'll press stop there. Now, you will have noticed that, um, the pitch of the audio is also changed when you increase the speed or decrease the speed. And this uh, behaves very much like uh, old-fashioned tape recorders. And in some way, it gives you an audio clue that you're actually not at normal speed. Um, if you want to return to normal speed, then you just press the letter D. So I'll go f much faster, and then we'll press D. Freedom, and I don't like Jaws. That's the one thing I love. About Jaws 10. All right, so yeah, let's uh, open up my Podbean, and I'm going. To In addition to that, if if you're skipping through audio at a faster speed, and uh, you hear something that you want to listen to again, you don't have to press D and then rewind. You can press the letter E 
And not only does it revert to normal speed, but also backs up a few seconds so that you get to hear the audio that you heard uh, when it was playing at faster speed. Let's do that. To use Internet Explorer. Desktop. And I'm going to use Pro- program. Explorer. Desktop. And I'm going to use Pro- program. a program called... So these speed controls are only available when you're playing audio in the contents view, not from the tree view. Although you can play audio generally in both views, this is one of the examples where certain functions are not available in one view, but they are available in the other. So if you really are going to be um, looking for edit points in your audio, you'll want to be in the contents view and not in the tree view. I'm here at ACB 2012 with Diane Croft of National Braille Press. And first of all, Diane, I recognize your name actually from reading a lot of National Braille Press products. So welcome to the Sarotalk Podcast Network. Thank you. So what are you guys talking about this week mostly? Well, we're selling a lot of Apple books this week, a lot of iPhone books. Uh, we've got a getting started with the iPhone book that uh, we sold all the copies we brought. We're taking I orders. That. I own um, it. It's a great book. Thank you. Yeah. Um, we have two different apps, uh, books. One we put out last year, 26 apps by Peter Catasani. And we have a new one out this year, 21 iPhone apps we can't live without by Judy Dixon and Doug Wakefield. Excellent. And we sold all those copies that we brought. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a tactile screenshot book uh, by Tom Decker, and it shows the layout, you know, what, what you see on the iPhone screen okay. um, when you flip through. And, of course, we sold those out. So the big thing this year, in fact, uh, we're at table one and two. And I've never, I've been coming to these shows for 30 years, and I said, how did we ever get table one and two and he said because everybody's going to come for your apple books <laughs> yeah yeah so that's what happened okay well one of the reasons people buy your products so quickly is because you make them so affordable how do you guys do that a lot of fundraising yeah. um i want to thank our development staff they're constantly raising money uh thank you for recognizing the fact that we subsidize everything we do and uh, when we get new trustees on our board of directors they say now let me understand the business model the more you sell the more you lose uh-huh. that's the model uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> but that is why we sell so many books um, and we're nonprofit, so that's our mission right well uh, as someone who has used your products a lot I can understand why they're so popular you guys do great work uh, I guess the moral of the story is if you want a National Braille Press book at a convention, you might want to get here the first day, right? Yes. Something now, like well, we do. We've been taking orders. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, now that the airlines are charging for the suitcases, you know, people want us to ship them anyway. But right. we're keeping one copy of everything on the table here because otherwise you don't get to see what you might be buying. So what if I don't like bulky Braille books? How else can I get your products? Well, that's a great question. For example, all these Apple books, they also come in DAISY format. Mm-hmm. They also come in eBraille format. Okay. And they also come in a Word format. Um, so, you know, you can get it on a CD from us, which is very small, or you can download it um, from our website. And uh, But I, I, will, I do want to say this. At least... 85 to 90 percent 
are actually still buying the hard copy really? Braille. Really? Because they want it right next to them. It's funny because I'm laughing as you're talking because I fight because I want the instant gratification of the e-download, but I really would like the hard copy. Yeah. So I, I totally... Understand. People stand here and they go, oh, and they groan <laughs> and they moan. And, and then when I say, well, I can ship it, then yeah. they go ahead and take the yeah. hard copy. But I, I will say, you know, every year I come, and we're certainly selling more electronic books than sure. each year than in the past. But we do have a die-hard fan club mm -hmm. of hard copy Braille lovers. Especially a reference book. Oh, I mean, there's yeah. something to be said for yeah. flipping to the right page. No, people tell me they sit down in the chair with their phone in one hand, the book in the other, yeah. and they work their way through mm -hmm. it. Now, for the apps book, you wouldn't have to do that, but our apps books are so small that even that they take in hard copies. Yeah. yeah. So what is the best way to get a hold of you guys and learn more about your products? Okay. Uh, well, our website is www.mbp.org, okay. or we're 800-548-7323. Okay. And am I correct that Braille.com also gets you to... Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. You know, we don't use it as often as we probably should because people think we're then a for-profit. Gotcha. But I grabbed that domain name years ago because it's so easy to remember. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. It's been a great convention. Thank you. Reporting for the Sarah Talk Podcast, I'm Jamie Pauls. following presentation is brought to you on Main Menu, courtesy of Vision Australia. To find out more about Vision Australia, visit them on the web at www.visionaustralia.org. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this demonstration of using VoiceOver in Mountain Lion. In this demonstration, I want to give you a bit of a demonstration on accessing your documents from iCloud using TextEdit. So before I get started, let me just say that my MacBook Pro is turned on, VoiceOver is running, and as usual, let me start for non spot on my Mac by going Shift-VOD or Shift-Control-Option-D, which is a VoiceOver command, to get to the desktop, and I'll do that now. Shift-VOD or Shift-Control-Option-D. Desktop, Dropbox, alias, selected alias. I'm going to go to my Applications folder with Shift-Command-A. Applications, now in Applications window. And it's going to type in TE to get down to TextEdit. TextEdit.AppApplication. Okay, open it up with Command-O, and you might have just heard it said TextEdit.AppApplication. That's because I've got my file extensions turned on in my Finder. So Command-A to open. Oh, TextEdit, open, System Dialog, iCloud, uncheck checkbox, List View, Table. Okay, now at the moment, what's currently brought up is a dialog box where I can open up a document and let me just check where it's currently pointing at because I actually missed that checkbox bit. So I'm going to do shift VO or control option and then function key left arrow because that turns my home key. So I'll do that now, top window. iCloud, uncheck checkbox. Okay, so at this moment the system's asking me to look on my local Mac for a file because if I do VO right arrow control option right arrow on my Mac Check checkbox. That's currently checked. So I'm going to do VR left arrow control option left arrow. iCloud uncheck checkbox. And I'm going to do VO spacebar control option spacebar. Check iCloud check. checkbox. And I'm going to get down to the new button because I want to create a new file with text edit. 
and save to the iCloud. So VO command J or control option command J. On my Mac, uncheck search text feed new document button. Okay, there's a new document. So VO spacebar, control option spacebar. Prep new, now in untitled window, edit text. Okay, interact with the editor with shift VO dinner, shift control option dinner. Interact with edit text. And I'm just going to type in hello world for the moment. A E O spec W O R D period okay. world period. Line with VOL, control option L. Hello world. Okay. Now when I press save, which is command S. Save. Save as. Where. File format. I'm just going to type in the file name. I call it David's test document. D I D S space David's. T E space test. D E T document. Okay. And press enter. Closing dialog. Okay. So that's save to the iCloud. So I'm just going to do command W to close this current document window. Close. And then I do command O again. Open, open, system dialog, iCloud, check checkbox, image browser, grid, no selection. And you heard it say iCloud checkbox because that's the last folder that we're actually in. Now currently it's come up with image view. I'm going to quickly change that to list view by just pressing command 2. List view, table. Okay, now I can interact with that table. So shift VO dinner, shift control option dinner. Interact with list view table. And if I just type in DA. David's test document.rtf. There's the document that I just created and saved to the iCloud. Okay, so let me press escape for the moment. Now I'd like to get to documents on my local machine now. So again, I'm just going to do commando. Open, open, system dialog, iCloud, check checkbox, list view table. And I don't want iCloud, I want to use my Mac. So I'm going to jump to the top of the window again with Shift VO or Control Option Function Key Left Arrow. iCloud Check Checkbox. Then I do VO Right Arrow Control Option Right Arrow. On my Mac, uncheck Checkbox. And I want to be on my Mac, so VO Spacebar Control Option Spacebar. Check on my Mac Checkbox. Now again, it's reverted back to an other view other than my list view. So again, I'm just going to do Command Two and I'll do Shift Command O to make sure I'm on my Documents folder. And I'm going to do VO command T or control option command T to for my table list. Sidebar table list view table. Okay, interact with shift VO down shift control option down arrow. Interact with list view table row 152. Okay, and VO down control option down arrow. App third party voiceover friend access. App third party voiceover friendly apps.rtf rich. Okay, this is my third party voiceover friendly apps for iOS devices. So I'm just going to press enter to open it. Now in app third party voiceover friendly apps.rtf window, edit text insertion at beginning of text. Third party Mac voiceover friendly applications. The following applications from third parties are mostly voiceover friendly. Okay, so so far we've basically created a new document subject to the iCloud. We've reaccessed that document going back to the iCloud. I've then opened up a local file on my Mac and I can make any changes here and save it back to my local Mac as well. So that will do it for the brief demonstration for the moment. I'm just going to press command Q to close text edit. Finder applications window. And I'm going to close the application window with command W. Close window now in desktop Dropbox alias. And as you can see it's very easy to switch between iCloud and your local Mac. And remembering that all the iCloud stuff is actually done through your iCloud account for documents, contacts, bookmarks, etc. So that concludes this demonstration. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services. The preceding program was brought to you courtesy of Vision Australia. 
you can visit Vision Australia's website by visiting www.visionaustralia.org. I'm here at ACB 2012, and I'm visiting with Jeff Bazer of Dolphin Computer Products. So, once again, welcome to the Serotalk Podcast Network. Hey, Jamie. Great to be here. And I want to tell you, just before we get started, I love the iBlink radio app, and I love the content you guys produce. So, Thank you very much. No, uh, no kissing up, I promise. No, I just wanted no. you to know. That's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you guys have got a lot going on. Uh, kind of give us some highlights today. We do. Thank you. We, uh, we're pretty excited. We've got uh, a couple new versions of our software that are uh, getting ready to be released. What we've been talking about here at the show is uh, I can start with that and then kind of tell you what, what we've got coming. But uh, Supernova version 12 is where we're at right now. We've been showing that off here uh, mainly with the new true font technology that we have, which gives us the ability to... Uh, increase our magnification but keep it very smooth at those higher megs so even when we get up to 8, 9, 10x it still looks very clear and uh, very nice so folks have been pretty impressed with that we also right now uh, as of the recording time here are the only ones who are able to do that with Internet Explorer 9 so we can uh, you know, keep, keep the smoothing at the higher megs on the internet as well so people are excited about that um, we have uh, Supernova version 13 that we're working on for the fall, and uh, the biggest thing there is we're completely redoing our web support. So um, a lot faster, much more responsive, and uh, you know, ability to to work with you know the new HTML5 and you know the newer busy web pages as we might say right. with uh, all the flash and animations going on and things like that that just kind of get us all a little frustrated sometimes. Right. So that's new and uh, some other surprises in there that I probably uh, don't even know about yet either, but uh, that that's the big thing there. The other thing, if I can highlight quickly, uh, our guide product, and just for anybody who isn't familiar with, with guide, uh, that is a program that is designed for the computer novice, as we call it. We first think of seniors and then uh, it's really big with veterans at the VA, you know, folks who might have some other disabilities besides just blind or low vision, traumatic brain injuries sometimes, that kind of thing. But it's a suite of applications. There's about 27 different things we can do in there, and it's all menu-driven. And it literally does guide you through the entire process. So I press 1 to send and receive my email. I press 2 for... Uh, a letter or document, press three to browse the web, four to listen to an internet podcast or newsfeed, things like that. Right. The nice thing about that is there's help everywhere you go there and it, it tells you at every level what you need to do next or how to proceed. Mm-hmm. So even when you're, you're typing an email, for example, it tells you, okay, who do you want to send the email to? You type that. Now type your subject. It, it literally does guide you through the entire process. And we have version 7 of that that's going to be coming out here in the next few months as well. And so that, that web support that I told you about for Supernova, we're going to be able to implement that same technology into Guide. Great. And that's a tremendous improvement for that program because what, what happens is sometimes it's a fine line between keeping it real simple, mm-hmm. simple websites to use, right. and yet having the technology so that if they go to their banking website or you know yeah. something where they really need it to work, 
on maybe a busier web page that doesn't, uh, they don't run into trouble. Right. So we'll have that built in. And we have a whole new interface coming for Guide as well. So wow. not changing the concept or the idea, just making it look smoother, uh, better uh, for magnification, and then just organizing it a lot better. And, uh, you know, the new and improved Guide 7. You know, I think sometimes uh, savvy computer users, it's easy to discount that, but I'm sure you find people that really find that helpful and are able to learn with that. Yeah, we do. We really do, especially with people who are just starting out. Yeah. You know, uh, mm -hmm. one of the things they run into is we, what we try to do with Guide as much as we can is just take away any kind of intimidation with the computer whatsoever right. and just trying to make it a smooth and easy experience for them. Back in the day, I uh, remember getting about 30 minutes of training and then spending like uh, two in the morning sessions learning my computer, wondering if I should have purchased the thing or not. So <laughs> I, can, I can appreciate what you're saying. You're certainly not alone in that sense. There's a <laughs> lot of right. folks who, who really, you know, maybe they never should have gotten a screen reader or a screen magnifier, not yeah. because they couldn't handle it, but just because they, they really didn't have the technical know-how or yeah. they, they didn't want to. Right. They just really needed to accomplish some of the basics, and that's where Guide really shines and comes into play. Excellent. Well, go ahead and give us some information about how to get a hold of you and learn more about your products. Absolutely. Uh, we have a very comprehensive website, so feel free to visit that at www.yourdolphin.com. I always make the, the joke, but it's absolutely true. You have to remember your dolphin, because if you go to dolphin.com, you'll be signing up for a <laughs> swimming session with the dolphins in Florida. I better not do that right now. I don't right. Yeah. A little hot. Yeah. So yourdolphin.com. The other thing to let everybody know there is if you want a demo of our products, they're all up there, they're all available, and they're 30-day they're demos so uninterrupted Very nice. 30 days and it's the fully functional program yep. and uh, you know that's nice you don't have to worry about rebooting the computer at all or anything like that okay the other thing if I could mention just real fast sure. we have um, a new product called say so all right. which uh, a lot of people have maybe used our easy tutor product in the past it's a it's a program it's actually a toolbar that ran in Internet Explorer in Outlook uh, in Word and Excel and uh, it was mainly for dyslexic folks, and it allowed you to um, enhance the, the colors of the text. Uh, there were a lot of features that it had. Mm -hmm. This new program, Say So, is our next iteration of that, and we're pretty excited about that. We've added a lot of new features, and uh, so anybody who is dyslexic or has other print disabilities, it'd certainly be worth taking a look at. And just as we mentioned with all our other products, you can get that demo off of our website as well. All right, well, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to visit with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Jamie. Always good to talk with you guys. Thanks for coming by. Reporting for the Sarah Talk Podcast Network, I'm Jamie Pauls. I've just asked on the channel. You say anyone has diesel fuel and wants to run a mission, I'm recording a review for ACP Radio's main menu. I did that by using the comma key. Let's talk about review commands real fast. Comma period, left bracket, and right bracket. Comma and period will reread chat messages. Left bracket and right bracket will review all messages, including mm -hmm. chat, if I remember correctly. Yes. There is mission log and chat log. Note, mission log does not empty on game startup. I right. noticed that. Chat log does empty on game startup. People aren't responding to my query re- Diesel fuel. 
Let's see if let's see how many people are on this particular map. There are 13 people here. James level 24. I think everyone's level 12, uh, trying Thomas to play the 10, new maps level that were just released. Level <laughs> level 37, stick it's working level against you. High level 84. Yes, yes it is. What I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly... Out of the recording, you're, I'm going to stand by on the recording for just a second. I'm going to grab the new maps. All right, I've gone ahead and grabbed those maps and installed them. Go ahead and restart Swamp. I'll slow it down again. Slow, 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 slower. Now, these new maps... How about we describe what I've just done and what these maps will allow us to do? Well, there's currently the, the various missions that you can go on before the next version releases, which will be version 2.1. I have put a sniper mission and a brand new warehouse mission up for people to test. So it's a completely optional thing. If people want to help test, they can go online, grab these new maps and the server already has the code changed, so it'll allow certain people to host these, just for the sake of getting the bugs worked out before I officially give it to everybody. Shane, I've... you should be able to jump into Kai's mission, actually. Okay. He hasn't launched this yet. Exit the game. Multiplayer game. Okay. We're asking a player to hang on. Connecting. We're going to demonstrate. The I'm recording this for ACB Radio's main menu, uh, in case, you know, I, I'm going to mention Steve that I'm recording this. PC. I've just gone ahead and messaged him privately, uh, letting him know you can do that. Message him privately, forward slash W space username space message. You put punctuation after the username, it will tell you no. Now, <laughs> let's, uh, let's make sure our weapons are intact. I'm just loading up my weaponry. And all my weapons are loaded. So I'll start with the silence pistol. Silencer, safe zone menu, get equipment. We'll hit enter. Now we've got, we'll quickly review this menu. Get equipment. Donate equipment. Donate equipment. Accept a quest. Accept a quest. Lead a mission. Lead a mission. Lead a mission. Accept Join a mission. A Join a your character. View your character. The city's fell. The city's fell. Desperation. These are different. United. Right away Return are. to the game. You can go through get these. Equipment. Let's go down to... Accept a quest. Lead a mission. Join a mission. Join Requesting a mission. an updated list. This may take a moment. Choose this a mission menu to join. has issues. <laughs> yeah, it's on my to-do list to fix. Let my Kai secure the warehouse and bring 35 crates of miscellaneous. If you just keep using the up arrow, it will eventually show you the missions. I, I recommend against hitting refresh right now. It needs to be fixed. Basically, what we're seeing here. Let my Kai secure the warehouse and bring 35 crates of miscellaneous supplies back to the truck. Require 7,000 reputation to join. Add 60,000 experience points and 300,000 reputation, which will be divided among the survivors. That's a mission. Let's go on this mission. I wish Kai was on Skype with us, but he's not. Alright, so I've gone ahead and joined this mission. We're just waiting for this mission to start. Now, this warehouse I have not played at all. So, you listeners are going to get a treat. Hopefully, I do not die, or I will be rather mad. Well, the odds of you dying are actually very, very high. Oh, that doesn't dear. make you feel good, does it? Oh, dear. I'll help you from my um, view from high in the sky here. Alright. How many... Um, Speak dialogue. I just asked them how many we have. I always hit control after I send a message. Because I don't want to hear my own message. West. I'm facing west. Whoa. Alright. Okay, how about never... I run you through... I will run you through the basic layout here. Okay. The other two warehouses are actual warehouses. This falls under the warehouse style of mission because you're still searching for crates. But you are actually in a small strip mall that's composed of four stores. 
Um, right now, you are in the back of what is actually a cell phone store. If you head to the south and continue to travel west, you will actually get into the store itself. Let me go this way. Oops. Hey. As you can tell, let's use radar. Why? Because we can. And we'll use west. First learning the maps is a little bit of a challenge, and yep. then after that, people run around through them and have no trouble at all. And you're getting... Now, the front doors of this cell phone shop have actually been barricaded by you and your team. You can shoot through the barricades, but you are actually um, you're safe at the moment. This is to help protect the truck. If you travel to the northeast corner of the store, there's actually a service tunnel, like a shared uh, storage area that connects this store to the um, the movie rental store that's north of you. Now, basically, folks, I'm learning this map on the run. So we'll just... There we go. Go north. Yep, go north, and then you should be able to... Hang a left, and you'll be inside the movie store. I'm using radar liberally. Oops. First location is Rose of Old Movies of the Rental. Leaving Rose of Old Movies. Rose of Old Movies. Let's check out what's left. We're clear left. We'll turn left. This is why I say that your radar is going to be your best friend. There are ten people here. There are ten people here. And it's going to let the channel know. R A E R. I'm sure it's a little stressful to be learning a new map while having it's everyone all good. listen. It's all good. I'm recording a real time radio I'm recording Space land. Alright, so we're facing south. This is why I say use 90 degree turns in buildings. Always, always, always. Building helper. I don't use this thing. Go ahead and describe what the building helper is, because okay. I don't use it. Now, the beacons rely, as we've talked about earlier, the beacons rely on a straight path. So it's as the crow flies is the, the, the term. So it doesn't necessarily tell you that you have to walk around the building. It's just going to tell you that the, the, the destination is in a certain direction. Now, with the building helper, it's designed specifically to help you get out or into a building. When you turn it on, I believe it is shift spacebar. It is. As you walk, you will hear two different types of heart sounds. The higher pitch is letting you know that you are getting closer to the door. If you head south with the building helper on, that's actually taking you closer to a door. So we should hear that sound. Let's go. South. And then west will take you right past the door, actually. Yeah, it is the... You can hear the mini. See, everyone's favorite minigun. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's higher pitch. We gotta go backwards. Yeah, the higher pitch, the right. Now the way that works is it actually wraps around walls, everything. So if you hear that noise, 
you know that you are heading towards the nearest exit. You don't maybe know which exit if there were two or three ways out of the building, but you know that if your goal is to get out of that building, that is the fastest way to do it. And then, of course, to get deeper into the buildings, you just listen to the other sound. I'm going to turn that off. By the way, uh, you heard my health increasing, but me not doing it. That's someone else using a medkit. Medkit, you say? But I thought you could only use them and heal yourself. Uh, wrong. <laughs> you have to be 8 and 10 tiles from the person you wish to heal in order to heal another person. I didn't need healing because I haven't gotten murdered yet. <laughs> There's a crate over there. Where's that crate? Let's find it. I'm now facing it. Let's go get it. I picked up the crate. Now, what do we do with this crate? Oh, wait. I forgot how many crates I had. We can help you. Push shift Q. We have one supply crate. Now, let's find the truck. Begins work here, too. Amazing. Shift and the grave key. Let's go. I was facing west, looks like. So we'll go east. And we'll go for, those, for those who may not have caught this earlier, the goal of these missions is that you'll be given a certain number of supply crates you must find. It's, it's, you're basically raiding other parts of the city to bring supplies back to the survivors that are in the safe zone. In this particular mission, the group has to find 35 crates. And progressively, the zombies that are attacking this area are going to destroy windows, destroy doors, and in general, just make things much more difficult. So if the, if the, team, if the team itself cannot come up with all 35 crates, everyone will die and lose. Let's go. Here we go. I'm heading for the truck. At least I will Actually, be. head west a little bit, and you'll go around the customer counter. And then you'll be able to then you'll be able to head east and take you into the truck. And the good news is, there's actually a supply crate down there. Ooh, there is two. Give me that. Nice. <laughs> Let's drop this thing off. And, uh, how do, how do you drop off these crates, you say? Hey, let's push enter and see what it does. 29 more to go. Oh, everybody's dropping off supply crates. So basically, if you're not on missions, your goal is to kill zombies. And kill them with a vengeance. Missions, you gain a lot of experience and reputation. That concludes this week's edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu. We hope that you have enjoyed the program and that it has helped you. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or any other feedback about the show, you can get in contact with us, join the Main Menu Friends mailing list, or follow Main Menu on Twitter by visiting the Main Menu website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. On behalf of David Tanner and the entire Main Menu production team, I'm Chase Crispin, 
Have a great week, and we will see you back here on Main Menu next week.